the eerie sound of a quiet street in Yangon, Myanmar, on May the 6th, 2019. The clicking of the journalist's cameras document the release of Walo and Ju Si, two Reuters journalists who spent over 500 days in prison. Their crime? Investigating the killing of 10 Rohingya Muslim men and boys in the Rakhine state. They were originally sentenced to seven years in jail. But after intense international pressure, including counsel from barrister Amal Clooney, the journalists were granted presidential amnesty along with 6,520 other prisoners, as Clooney recently stated at a London conference. It took over a year to secure a pardon for the Reuters journalists. But on the 6th of May, they walked out of the prison gates to be reunited with their wives and baby daughters, one of whom, Baby Angel, was born while her father was in prison. And six weeks ago, they went to New York because they were awarded the Pulitzer Prize for that Rohingya report. But more than the international recognition and awards, the journalists wanted to go back to work, as Warlow avowed moments after being released. Inside in the prison and also around the world, people who are wishing to release us. So I would like to say thank you very much for everything. I'm really happy and excited to see my family and my colleagues. And I can't wait to go my newsroom. Censorship and power abuses put journalists at risk in several countries around the world. In Myanmar, journalists are subject to Article 66 of the Telecommunications Act, which actually criminalizes online defamation. Under this act, Dozens of journalists have been criminally prosecuted and face constant threats of censorship. Though Myanmar has improved on its world press freedom ranking in the last five years, it's still considered highly dangerous for journalists. And that hasn't changed under Nobel Peace Prize recipient and de facto civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi. Suu Kyi leads the National League for Democracy Party, or NLD for short. The NLD was founded in 1988 with the aims of challenging long-standing military control in Myanmar and enacting human rights protections. Over the years, the NLD faced many challenges, including arrests of party members, notably the house arrest of Suu Kyi. The party, however, continued in popularity and in 2015 won a supermajority in both houses of assembly, making Suu Kyi state councillor. Despite her international reputation as a peacebuilder, Suu Kyi has been strongly criticised for her handling of the Rohingya refugee crisis. The Rohingyas are a Muslim minority who began to flee the Rakhine state in Myanmar in August 2017 amid severe military violence and abuses. The UN estimates, as of March 2019, there are 909,000 stateless Rohingya refugees who mostly have fled to Bangladesh. Welcome to The Know-How, a podcast aimed at bringing academics and professionals together to dissect the pressing matters of today. I'm Dr. Glenda Cooper. And I'm Dr. Lindsay Blumel. On today's programme, we discuss the state of journalism in Myanmar amidst the Rohingya crisis, ongoing military control, and growing criticisms of Aung San Suu Kyi. We talked to four veteran journalists from Myanmar with fellow City University of London lecturer Yuan Chan to understand the current risks they face and what they think can be done about it. Firstly, Sunny Sway has over 20 years journalism experience. He co-founded the Myanmar Times and while working there went to prison for eight years and five months for publishing. He currently runs Frontier Myanmar. Sway says that even though it was a win for the Reuters journalists to be released, not all journalists in Myanmar have the same support when facing criminal charges. What if Walo and Chosu 
doesn't work for writers. There are hundreds of journalists being framed and being thrown into jail because they work for very small networks, media houses, Nobody paid attention to it. Similarly, an activist and poet who goes by the pen name Mong Songka says that his work on press freedom in Myanmar shows the release of the Reuters journalists will have little impact on the state of journalism. Now being a journalist is, is extremely risky in Myanmar. As you all know, uh, writer journalist Wallo and Joso was released in May, but I don't think the release of Wallo and Joso will change the condition in Myanmar with regard to funeral press. There's a very clear statement, do not write on Rohingya, do not write on, do not criticize the government. Sway adds that journalists understand there is a line they can't cross, but the line is constantly moving. Let me put it this way, it, it really depends on, on the p political weather. Um, some of the stories, I mean, suppose you write one topic, this week, you can push up to 10. But then there are some conflicts going on. The next week you can push up to only eight, right? So you really have to be very smart and, and uh, uh, follow your gut feeling. And, and there is an invisible line that you don't want to cross. And uh, so basically uh, self-censorship is, is definitely happening. Yishui Zin, who goes by the pen name Nene, is a journalist for the Irrawaddy Online News, an independent media outlet which covers Myanmar and Southeast Asia. She points out that the ethnic diversity in Myanmar also adds additional layers of sensitivity which journalists need to navigate. And we have at least uh, 20s of the ethnic groups fighting with the government. So, so Rakhine is one part, and we have all other, like at least five ethnic state fighting in the ethnic area. So you have to be very careful when you report on the either fighting or refugee fleeing from the conflict area, or because like you are accused of being biased to one group against the military. You know, if the military think um, uh, you are reporting is not fair, you might be mm -hmm. in trouble, and you you are very. Um, very uh, good chance of being sued and put in the jail. But she adds, the military is not the only source of opposition. We got threat uh, from the government level, from the nationalist group, from the military, and from those other supporter groups. Bottom line, journalists and activists are under constant threat. And for youth activists and TV hosts, Tinzar Shunleji, who is currently charged under the protest law and facing trial, the young people of Myanmar had higher hopes for the current NLD government. As in politically aware young people, we've been really careful with our expectations to our current government because we know that they might face a lot of challenges with the military participation in the parliament, not only in the parliament but also in the three major uh, ministries. But at the same time, after 2015, uh, given the um, facts and figure. Currently we have more than 400 political prisoners uh, being named as the political prisoner by the Assistant uh, Association for the Political Prisoner. You might, you might know that, uh, AAPP. We have 34 people currently serving the prison sentences. We have more than uh, 200 people facing trial outside the prisons like myself and Sanka. And also there are uh, more than um, nearly 200 people facing trial inside the prison. The numbers growing every month. To add to their struggles, there are anti-press attitudes which get circulated online as well as disinformation and fake news. And internet connections are also being blocked in various parts of the country. 
So with all of the benefits of being able to publish on an affordable international platform, there are also major challenges, as Sunny and Nene explain. And there is a, a, a campaign going on on the online that media cannot be trusted, these people should be killed, these people should be jailed, uh, even Wallow and Joso, they should never get out of the prison, they should be hanged, that sort of hate speech going on. And, uh, uh, and, and, and some of the organizations, institutions are uh, systematically trolling uh, on, on the website. But in the, in the digital media, you have um, several problems. You have disinformation that everybody sharing uh, from either from military or government supporter or at, uh, such some group supporting on the, with their own agenda. So this is the attack on the established media. Mm -hmm. But there are so many individual fake accounts that you cannot count. So that, how do you verify that? Interestingly, though the journalists were in agreement that press freedom must be fought for in Myanmar, they differed on who is responsible for the country's current struggles. At this point, uh, the, the, the two priorities that Wang San Suu Kyi set uh, after she took over the party, one is the national reconciliation, and that point is obviously getting slowing down or basically not moving as much as it should be. Um, and the trust building between the army and the NLD, it's obviously not happening. So, um, military, it's it's very strong institution, and no matter what, they have more than and more than 50 years of uh, experience of of, of ruling the country. Uh, doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, they have experience. But Shun Lei Yi has a different attitude. It's not very fair. At the same time, if we say NLD is inexperienced in administration, because, of course, like. This is our very first civilian government after 50 years of military leadership. Of course, military personnel have all the experiences, all the resources. So that was not our blame on the current government. So what is our blame? Uh, it's about the moral leadership. It's all about the ground. It's all about the principle and the value that they've been holding for long. Now we see it's losing. They are losing them. And that's the very, uh, such a nightmare for all of us that we felt lost away and we felt confused. We felt frustrated. But despite these differences, one serious point that they all have in common is they've either been in prison, are facing a prison sentence, or have had colleagues who have been in prison. This danger hasn't stopped them from continuing on. Speaking on behalf of Mong Songka, Shunlei Zi explains. And he'd been jailed for six months and he faced a kind of torture. As also he saw a lot of other different people also being jailed. So based on his personal experiences, when once he get out, he decided to actually work on uh, defending the other people, not to have this kind of cruel experience that he had. Shin Ji adds for herself. And we've been arrested. Um, so we are facing like a daily struggle with the military, especially for the young journalists or journalists. They are always in the front line with all the information. As someone who spent over eight years in prison, Sway talks about the psychological cost of incarceration and that his own will pushed him to survive. When you end up in prison, you fight. First of all, mental strength is it's way more important than physical strength. So you got to aim something when you get up because you can't die, right? So there was a quick decision like you made. I will survive, I will get out, and I will publish again. And uh, with that hope, that's how I kept myself strong. And uh, as soon as I get out, 
um, uh, I went straight to the newsroom. You've been listening to The Know How, the podcast that dissects pressing issues with academics and experts. It was presented by Lindsay Blumel and Glenda Cooper and produced by Atina Dimitrova. For more information on this and our other episodes, please go to our website, www.thenowhowpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Know How Podcast or on Facebook at The Know How Podcast.